Hello and welcome to a very special Empire podcast. This one is in honour of Arrested Development in its entirety, the cult classic award-winning much-loved TV show that first aired on Fox back in the mid to early 2000s and has now returned via Netflix like a phoenix from the ashes onto our TV screens or laptops or iPad or however you watch your Netflix. Mitch Hurwitz is the creator of the show, uh, the showrunner and the writer amongst others. This season, season four, divided fans, that's fair to say, but Mitch was here to face the brickbats and also our intriguing questions, shall we say. The interviewers with Mitch Hurwitz in this very special, very funny Empire podcast were Nick DeSemelin and Chris Hewitt and me, Ali Plum, the editor, bizarrely, at the very end of it. You'll see. Uh, we are delighted to be joined in the pod booth by Mitch Hurwitz, the creator of Arrested Development, which most notably, of course, had its uh, season four on Netflix. How are you feeling after that? Are you exhausted? Are you, now you're at the other side? Um, I uh, First of all, I, I disagree already. Okay, good. We're off to a good start. Um, I don't know. I No, I feel great. I, I feel... Um, I'm thrilled to be here. First of all, I didn't realize that, and I think a lot of people don't realize that you two guys are actually one guy doing two voices. I yeah. think a lot of people assumed it was two different dudes. This yeah. is true. Yeah. We, oh, we, yeah. I love that one. Now do the, now do the other voice. Can again. we talk at the same time? That's that's the real that's the real trick. I've well, been working on this for years. That's why you've never been able to do it. Three, two, one. Let's talk at the same time. So you can't do it. Yeah, it's impossible. This can't explains why I'm sitting on Chris's lap as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it was uh, it was uh, it's been great to. Um, uh, next question. I have no answer to this question <laughs> about my personal state. Clearly, you're not exhausted, and clearly you've, re- you've recovered. I'm overweight. Okay. Is that a natural byproduct? Not of- to you. To you, you just think this is what this guy looks like. <laughs> to me, this is normal. It's like looking in the mirror. It's- nope. <laughs> nope. This is not what I look like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's it was really intense, and we. Um, I wanted to come out and talk to you guys. When the other guys did the press, I can say the other whores did the press, right? Sure, That's, sure, sure. Okay. When the other, when those other whores did the press on this show, but I was still making the show. That was not a lie. In a like a sweat because the the show we had eight and a half hours of content to yeah. edit, and uh, I mean eight and a half hours of the finished product. And a movie takes, what, three months, you know, and that's 90 minutes. So, And we had three months to do it. So the first couple episodes, it took me about three weeks each to do. And then on the last couple, I had one day each. It was really intense. So, to, to do, to edit to the whole edit thing? To... Yeah. And it was a little easier because we'd done a lot of the storytelling, right? It's always easier, even if you're writing something, to write toward the end of the thing you're writing than the start. And the start really was deciding what goes in which episode and all that. But, but yeah, it was really intense. I didn't get a chance to do any press on it. So um, let's just pretend it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> you were doing 18-hour days towards the end, right? Uh, yes, uh, easily. Easily, which, you know, a lot of people do. But, but it was me. Mm. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the difference. It was me doing it, which is not often the case. <laughs> so if you had your time all over again, would you do it the same way or would you... Uh... I would be more sexually active. <laughs> in the editing room? Oh, wait a minute. Outside? I have my time over again, and I can control the actions of others, right? In yes. the scenario. Yes. And then yes, I would can. be very sexually active while uh-huh. I did it. But um, I did love, you know, I mean, I, truthfully, it was the, the thing kind of emerged because I was shooting with a guy named Troy Miller. The two of us were directing yeah. all the episodes together. So I really had no time to do post as we did it. And usually you do a show, you got five days. You shoot five days. You shoot the thing out of order, but then you edit it together. I was shooting things over 85, 86 days that we would, we never had a finished episode. 
I don't think I I didn't have the Ben Stiller stuff to slip into that episode until maybe two months before we locked uh, before we delivered. Yeah, we shot that way out of sequence. So the whole thing was out of sequence and crazy, and it was constant anxiety about whether it's going to make sense. When you sat down and wrote out the the through line of the uh, of the season for the first time, yeah, did you have an end point because it ends in that very yeah interesting I, fight between I George did Michael have and Michael. That end yeah. point. Yeah. I, I did for some reason. I just had that end point. I think there was a lot in it that was about emancipation. You're talking about, we're spoiling now. We're, we're spoiling. We're, we're presuming that people may have seen this. Yeah, <laughs> so. okay. <laughs> I think um, most many people saw it in one day. Or yeah. maybe a better presumption is people stopped watching this because they have no interest. <laughs> and this might be the thing that gets them back in. Yes. Um, George Michael punches his father yeah. right in the schnoz, mm. as you as you Brits say. You say that, right? We do say that, yeah. 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 We say George Michael a lot as well. For, 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 <laughs> you do, but in a different yeah, context. Yeah, unrelated reasons. It's really, really strange. I don't know, strange. So don't know why that happens. But, uh, yeah, so I, I knew I wanted to end it with... Well, actually, I didn't even know I wanted to end it there. I knew I had that beat. That was at one point going to be in the movie. We'd blocked out Jim Vallely and I and a guy named Dean Laurie. Um, we had sort of blocked out this whole movie and then worked backwards from that to lead into it. And... Uh, so at one point, it's so really when I suddenly realized, hey, a movie is 90 minutes and this show is eight and a half hours. I, I started taking some of the good stuff from the movie and shoving it into the show. For some reason, the movie, I always had this thing where George Sr. and Buster were driving around a circular wall. That was going to be a big plot point <laughs> yeah. in the movie. We jammed that in there. You start jamming everything in there. Yeah. It's one of my favorite psych gags. Uh, it was a funny it's, psych it's gag, wasn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Was the ostrich uh, going to be for the movie? It's quite a cinematic. Uh, uh, we've eaten the ostrich, unfortunately. <laughs> so no, actually, the the idea of the ostrich, yeah, there was like this. We were, it was like trying to do one of those things, like, hey, don't good shows have stuff like this in them? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that I was really thinking. Like, should do some animal or something that just has <laughs> all sorts of, you know, deep meaning. <laughs> implied or inferred or whatever the maybe an ostrich yeah. but actually so there is a little bit of a story there's more to 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 happen with the ostrich more to drop okay as they say okay. because the, the, there are a number of loose ends as well to be tied up and oh, now, thank I, you. I know Netflix have said that they're interested in another, another season but yeah. you've mentioned the movie already so well I think if we do a movie it, it would be probably with Netflix as some kind of partner I love those guys I really do I, I've never had an experience like this where you know I mean it's not like I I go into situations with networks critical of the networks I listen to radio shows like this and people talk about you know when you deal with HBO and you kind of feel like yeah I don't deal with HBO so why are you telling me this but um, but it, you know I, so it's, it's always fortunate to have anybody willing to do your work but th- this particular time was just very different they're very it's like this place you know, it's mm. it's um, and just in case people have obviously they're picturing where we are. We're just in a real shithole. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you'd have no idea by the quality of our voice. It is what the quality of this yeah. place looks like. It's the most depressing place on earth. It's, no, it's really wonderful. Actually, it's, it's, it's a very gross. creative space. It's there's people everywhere, and they're all you know, and there's a lot of communication. Netflix is that kind of place. It's like a really young business. Mm. Um, the guy that runs it uh at least the content is a guy named ted sarandos and he's he's a very funny guy actually mm-hmm. okay every, you know every time i've ever been on a panel with him like he gets the big laugh 
Um, so he's kind of an asshole that way. <laughs> um, no, he's a wonderful guy, and they and they took all sorts of risks with the show, and they they embraced it and encouraged it, and they, you know. And I did, too. I was trying to say, like, okay, let's not do the first show for Netflix. Let's do the kind of like the 50th show. Let's really <laughs> take advantage of this platform where people can watch it again. People can go back and review things. And, you know, they can watch it at their own pace. And, and I think already a lot of people that have watched the show tend to rewatch it, which is great. I mean, that's really mm. that's a big success for us. Which episode are you finding people uh, are enjoying the most or talking about the most? That's interesting. What do you like the best? I think people. I, I think, I think people talk about the Job episodes a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're really they're yeah. you know because he's so funny. They're all so funny though. And the Tobias stuff. Tobias stuff and Buster. Well. We couldn't yeah. get more Buster because HBO wouldn't let us have him. I can now say because he's on Veep, which is a great show, by mm. the way. And in many ways, we got to build up to Buster in a way. He became more of a plot <laughs> point because we didn't have more of him. At what um, point were you aware you weren't going to get Tony Hale? For, for long well I was always I was worried about it at every second of every show everybody being available yeah you know at one point we found out it took so long for Fox to make the deal with with Netflix and we finally made it and we and then I heard oh Jason's taking a movie from August till November like oh Jesus you know and I had a lot more Jason in the show so we had to quickly kind of hu- hustle that all together and okay. it was constantly chasing at one point we heard Liza's not available and there's a lot of Liza there's a lot of you know, she has a she has a scene with everybody that kind of makes them a suspect in a way, very Agatha Christie. Mm. And you know, I briefly experimented just on my own with like a dress form and a spiky hair black wig, and it worked for some of the scenes. <laughs> You're wearing it now for us, which uh, is a very lovely touch. So well, but that. that's, that's just that's just because of the it's cold here. <laughs> just, you, you've warmed this up yeah. immeasurably. Thank you. I love, um, I love the entourage joke. Sorry to interrupt, but the, the and Jeremy Piven bar sign <laughs> could be my favorite thing in the whole. The it just made me laugh. Was that something you had stored in your head for? No, and I actually think that was uh, my friend Alex Hirschleg's joke because it was just I was writing the first part of it, saying, "Okay, so it looks like the entourage thing, and you know, we're passing all these places. We pass yeah, China Garden. We pass." We actually pass a sign. No one's seen this yet for it. Like, they pass Man's Chinese Theater, and we put up a sign that says Gangi 4 or something, and it <laughs> likes that's playing there. And he said they pass they pass and Jeremy Piven, and it just killed me. And then I was like, okay, well, that's got to be the bar. We've got to, like, the place is called and. <laughs> and they all go to and. There's a big scene at and. I, I know. It. That was really, that was a special joke. <laughs> Has, uh, have you heard anything from uh, Jeremy Piven about that? Has no, been- we haven't actually yeah um but i'm sure you know the worst case scenario he'll just try to like punch me in the eye <laughs> <laughs> worst case worst case scenario i think he'd be flattered i mean if yeah. i were him i would open a bar Imagine yeah why would Jeremy he know Piven. we're taking a shot at him yeah, yeah. what about well, he doesn't listen to this right no i don't think no, he's okay yeah he, why would he know we're making fun of him no he, he wouldn't know no he'd think yeah. we're honoring him yeah. what about jerry bruckheimer jerry bruckheimer was game but didn't want to be in it yeah, he and I really, I really wanted him to be in it, and then, um, and then we got uh, Krasinski, who's uh, kind of a Jerry Bruckheimer type. But yeah, I did like that idea that <laughs> these two megalomaniacs, Ron Howard and Jerry Bruckheimer, are competing with building height. <laughs> and the other, the other fun joke in that show was the incredible literal, <laughs> the literal interpretation of their logos. Yeah, like a drop of water falling from one thing in slow motion into another thing of water. <laughs> Let's imagine something like that. It's it's a lot more artful. And then the Bruckheimer thing was driving action through 
you know, comedy in the rain until lightning hits a tree. <laughs> I love the you're not sharing my tree line as well. Yeah, yeah. Which leads me on to something because there are there are many, I'm sure uh, you go online and, and look at what people are kind of saying and there's lots of kind of theories which could be out there yeah, or they could be true. And <laughs> yeah, one of right, them is right, about right. that line and saying it's a reference to the Dark Tower, which is obviously a Ron Howard kind of thing. Is that a deliberate, the charring the tree? Apparently, that's a line it. from that book. That's a line from that book? Apparently. Then yes, it is. <laughs> people are saying because you called it. Yes, I love that book. Yeah. I love that book. It's a book. Yeah, I love it, and I've always loved it. And I wanted to listen. My brain works on many levels, and this was an homage to uh, who wrote the book? Stephen Stephen King, King mm. who I've always loved. Do people see stuff a lot that's not there? Sometimes, and and sometimes they are there. You know, I mean, a lot of times they're there. A I'm lot sure. of times I really do try to put them there. But there have been times, like there was a time with the old series where we did a thing where Jeffrey Tambor had to make a phone call in Mexico. And just for some reason, the wall or the phone said something like 237069 on it. And then I, at the time I was reading these these this place called Television Without Pity. That was the only yeah, site yeah. that you could really see what, what people thought, or at least 50 people thought. And um, there was a lot of conjecture about 230769 or whatever. Right. So, like, the next season, there was an opportunity. We needed a combination for a locker, for the, for the ankle bracelet. It's like, oh, 27069. That'll be great. They'll go, like, they're, they must mean something by this. And a few people said they must mean something by it. And then one of the people, people are so astute, wrote, or they saw us talking about it and they included <laughs> it. It was like, yep, that's good. Like, you can't, you can't assume your audience is not ahead of you. That's why I think why the show is so, like, I spent a lot of time trying to outwit the audience. And I remember once saying to Jim Vallely in post, is this too obvious? That it's you know he's going to end up you know having a homosexual relationship with Tony Wan. He said none of this is too obvious. No one's gonna, <laughs> no one's going to understand a word of this. Like oh good. <laughs> I have I have one other question. The, mu- the mustard and parmesan thing. Yeah. Is that a deliberate? Because the guy who plays Gene Parmesan. I I can't comment on that particular thing. He plays Colonel Mustard in. Uh, uh, Martin Mull played in Clue. Played yeah. uh, so Colonel Mustard in Clue. No, I can't. Which I guess is a comment, isn't okay. it? All right. okay. Yeah, All right. but classified I can't. Classified joke. I know it's classified joke. It's a lot of classified jokes. Uh, you see, you say that uh, you had a lot more Michael initially. So, how much chopping and changing did you have to do? And, and... Well, that was still before we were shooting. Um, okay. But I, I basically had this idea where, because of the fact that it had been seven years or six years since we did the last series, that no matter what, this series, if I'm going to tell where people have been for that last six years, there's going to be simultaneous stuff going on mm. it, it just sort of emerged as right right of course everyone's been living at the same time so if you're going to tell the michael story you know alia shawcat's character is out there doing something so mm. we could have them intertwined and that kind of thing and so i and there was this whole michael romance so that was just going to run through all the episodes and when michael was less available or jason it became really complicated because i thought all right now i want all the episodes to happen at the same time but each episode to go a tiny bit further so that I can take another step in the Michael Romance story. So it just became very complex, and we put cards all around the room, um, a room somewhat like this, except, you know, not a shithole. And, um, and um, no offense, 
No, 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 no but ours, it's, it's not our, our shithole, thankfully. It's, yeah, and I was uh, saying yeah. ours was not a shithole. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't know precisely. why you would have taken offense yeah. by that, but, <laughs> they, but yeah, it was not a shithole. And um, so we had these cards all over the room, and then we had different colored cards expressing where Jason was, and it was, just, it was very, very complex. It looked like a uh, murderer's lair. <laughs> and we did commit one murder, which I can't tell you about <laughs> for legal reasons, but we did kill someone in the course of the production. Did you burn all that stuff when uh, when it all got filmed? I should have. Ritual That's really burning. smart. That's really smart. Like, especially the card that says, kill that guard. <laughs> <laughs> I should have burned that one. But, you know, uh, Mark Cherry ended up bringing his note cards into court when he was sued by Nicole Sheridan for slapping him. Okay. For, oh, no, for her something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when he brought in the card that said, like, look, look, we planned it. It's, <laughs> oh, no. But the card was, no, the card was actually, we meant to kill her off. Yes. It wasn't because she was suing me that we killed off her character. It wasn't, you know, yeah, that's right. punitive. That's right. Yeah. And, and no one ink. slapped you. No one slapped me uh, except just that we're just waiting for the Jeremy Piven punch and then uh, you know, we're really going to cash in on that. So you had you had a lot of ideas for um, for season four in the movie a long time ago. I mean, you came in for a web chat with us a couple of years ago, and yeah. uh, you mentioned briefly at the at the time that Peter Serafinovich might make an appearance. Yeah, in Arrested Development, yeah. as that turned out to be a lie. Uh, was that a complete lie, or um, was was that truth at the time? It was absolutely true at the time, yeah. and and I kind of have saved his part for the movie. Is the oh, truth. Okay, yeah, but so you I shouldn't love, say anything about the part. I, I, no, yeah. and I love Peter. I just he's so funny. Yeah. Is he a giant star here? We got to make him a giant star where we are. His music videos are hilarious. The three-headed guy one. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Oh my god. Brilliant. What is that? What was that band? Daft oh, Daft Punk. Punk. Yeah. yeah. Go go look at that. Yeah. Oh, that was Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't so, see because I saw it early on before that was like wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we spoke at the same time. It was amazing. Finally, at long last. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yes, he must have gotten the idea from you with your two heads. <laughs> yeah. So the movie is something that's still definitely... Well, it's not definite because it's not my decision to, you know, be like me saying, you know, I'm definitely going to make a James Bond sequel. I may want to. <laughs> <laughs> but other people get to weigh in on that, you know. But um, <laughs> but I definitely have a plan to in my own brain. Uh-huh. And I know the cast is game. And I think Netflix would probably be game to doing, you know. But, you know, Fox owns it. And, um, and they're, you know, so it's kind of their call. But hopefully they'll decide. To... See, notice how I'm not making a joke at their expense right now? Yeah, no. no That's I, I why. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <a> maturity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now that the dust has settled, it's been out for a while. Is yeah. it? Is it been a success? I think it's been a big success for for Netflix. They don't share those numbers, but I think it's been very, very successful for them. And but I don't know. But it's certainly been successful with people who found it successful. What can I try to say? In other words, <laughs> a reviewer said to me. I mean, not a reviewer, an interviewer once said to me, like hey, you got some bad reviews. How do you feel about that? And I said, well, it sounds like those guys. It was particularly like the first day. Yeah. We had a New York Times review. The guys had to wait till 3 a.m. to watch it because it wasn't dropped till like 12 you know, a.m. In, in California, and that's 3 a.m. in New York. And then he watched about six of them until it was like nine in the morning and just said, fuck this. I think that was the, that was the headline. Fuck this. I missed <laughs> Memorial Day brunch with my daughter. <laughs> Which is good advice. Uh, if you, t- I mean, I really take it to mean like, hey, if you're going to watch this over Memorial Day weekend and yeah. skip brunch, don't do it. No. Um, and so it really was, I mean, and we did expect some of that because we weren't really trying to tell 
be like reviewing a book based on the first couple of chapters. Like we were trying to tell this new kind of form. Um, but anyway, in some interview, somebody said to me, how do you feel about that? And I said, well, I know that that guy didn't like it. I said, but you know who really loved it? And he said, who? And I said, people who really loved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing. It's 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 a funny thing, and there's something about being on Netflix and not knowing the numbers that just makes you say it's a delight if somebody liked it. And you yeah. know, I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people didn't. Plenty of people didn't like the show, the the old show, yeah. the first time. In fact, it was very common that because I'd go to television without pity, that we'd air a show, I'd go online, everyone would hate it. They've ruined the show. I, we don't like this on young guy it used to be about this and then a year later or five episodes later people say what happened to the good ones with on young and <laughs> now they're doing this new character so I think that's built into the idea of the show that has always tried not to repeat itself to a certain mm. extent does this that, give you um, uh, do you sympathize with people like uh, Vince Gilligan uh, sorry, sorry not Vince Gilligan sorry Dan Harmon oh good because I don't sympathize yeah. with Vince no, Gilligan because he's doing a run from stuff yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh, no 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 he's, <laughs> he's wonderful by the way he's a great guy <laughs> I don't know why the name popped in my head but yeah, uh, no, no, Dan Harmon on Community, for example, who yeah. you know has is, they've got to five seasons, yeah. uh, but they're going through similar troubles and tribulations that you did with with Fox over at Sony. And he goes back and forth on this too, like mm. his his sort of expectation and then his sense of reality. I mean, you know, we all want to complain about our jobs, and we're all fortunate to have jobs, right? I mean, you guys complain about, and I can say off the air, all it's always about, you know, fuck Empire. Fuck these guys. They need us more than we need them, right? You were just saying to me. You're just reading my T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, I, you know, had my struggles with that show the first couple of years, and at the same time, even in retrospect, I don't think I was full of shit when I said, <laughs> "No, it's a privilege." Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, I'd love to be a billionaire, but I have no expectation of being a billionaire. None of us do. You know, it's mm. like so you can't really say, "How dare they not make me." A billionaire, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and and they were in a they were in business to make money, and that show wasn't getting big ratings. Yeah, and even when they canceled it, you know, he was hemming and hawing. This guy Peter Liguori, like, how do I tell him this? And you know, it's just that. And I said, um, could it possibly be because we didn't get high ratings? He said, yes, thank you. You know, it's like I get it. You know, although on the, in that instance, the other the slightly funny thing about it was that the, they were about to air the show Stacked, which was the Pamela Anderson show. That was oh, coming God, on. Yeah. And they sort of jumped the gun. They were like, and I think he even said to me, Mitch, we got Stacked <laughs> coming up. It's like, I get it. I get it. We got to make room for that hit. I know. They made the right choice. <laughs> I know. It, they did. Ended his record-breaking 20th season. I know. Yeah. I know. God, I can't believe Stacked is, you know. And frankly, she's not Stacked anymore. Oh. It's a lot lower. <laughs> but... um it's not really stacked. I mean, it's still large, but it's not stacked up. <laughs> it's hanging down. But anyway, so, you know, it was it was still like we had five episodes to go when we were canceled. And it was like, OK, let's make the best episodes we can, you know, because yeah. it's it's fortunate. To but I also liked how that kind of crept into the show a little bit, like the set yes. started to empty out. And it, well, it, exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. There was a sense of you guys just flipping the bird. Going no, but that's funny. That would have been so funny if we'd started taking furniture away. <laughs> <laughs> would have been so great. I wish I thought of that. But there's that great bit where someone opens one of the uh, cupboards and there's no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that was there. more just about how shitty our sets were, kind of intentionally, right, you know, okay. like that just this Newport Beach kind of, you know, mini mansion. Just there's no substance, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just big. But yeah, definitely snuck into. We had an episode with Andy Richter in it, and it was the first time I really had no point of view in an episode. There was no, even if the point of view is invisible mm -hmm. or 
one point of view in an episode was just the mission accomplished banner, which is kind of trite at this point, but it's like, mm. got it, that's it, mission accomplished. They're building something that has no substance, it's going to fall apart, and they think that it's great, now I got a point of view for the show. And that show had none. It's like, oh, they're, the kid's going to private school, they're having a dinner for raise money. I just, like, dinner, like, I just hated it. There was no big plot thing, and right, yeah. and then they canceled it, and it canceled us, and it was bad for the show, and great news for that episode, <laughs> which suddenly was, hey, save our blues, save you our know? Blues. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How, do, how do you feel looking back at Running Wild? Because I, I enjoyed that. I, I thought, especially oh, Peter Zerunowicz was, oh, was fantastic so in it. He's a kind of Arab yeah. shake. I know, whatever he was, fod. And an inspired uh, sight gag with the two horses, which oh, I still kind of look horse. up on YouTube every now and again. Oh, that's great. That's um, so funny. The little horses went all of a sudden <laughs> when, when the guy discovered that, oh, wait, you're supposed to have a smaller horse, not a bigger horse? <laughs> Just, it's fantastic. But that was a crazy experience because it was truly the opposite of Arrested Development, where I really took no notes and made a lot of enemies. You do when you, you, know, you don't play fair. And this was like, the only way I'm getting on the air is if I take all the notes. They made that very clear. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and so we did, Will and I did and and our friend Jim Vallely did like eight completely different drafts of the pilot before it was picked up. And, you know, that's this is all kind of inside language. But the idea is basically you pitch a show and they say yes or no. Then you go write a pilot and they say yes or no. And then you make the pilot and they say yes or no. And then it goes to and that means you'll go to series or you won't. Mm. And then you get canceled. Right. But anyway, <laughs> so it's a crazy system. You know, it's like but um there's so many hurdles to jump over. And this was, we wrote the pilot, and it was really, we wrote a pilot that we were very proud of. It just killed us. And we're like, no, we don't get the concept. You've got to make the concept bigger. So we wrote another draft of it. It was completely different and had a much bigger premise. And no, we're not going to, we did this eight times, Christ. changing the premise. And originally, it was just going to be a rich guy in L.A. and his girlfriend. And, it was, and then it ended up like a guy in a castle. <laughs> like it already, it was like so crazy. And this girlfriend who was really hardcore environmentalist, who, you know, the great Carrie Russell, yeah. such a doll. And uh, it just the whole thing got so perverted. There was a little girl in it. It was like every note you could possibly take. And at one point, I was even told, Mitch, if you think something, this is the, from the network head, if you think something is a good idea, or it's funny, or it's just a twist you haven't seen before, just don't do it. <laughs> and I said, oh, come on. He said, no, 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 you know what I mean. I want you to be really successful, right? I want you to be rich and famous. Like, right, right, yes, right, rich and famous, rich and famous. So just don't do it. Got it. Okay, I think I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah. And I went back in the writer's room, and we were pitching on something for a while. And at one point, I said, hey, you know what would be funny? Oh, never mind. <laughs> do you have it now as a, as a mug? Do you have it as an inspirational no, placard I above your desk? I haven't talked about it until just recently. Because the guy gave it to me. He's actually a great executive and a great guy and a very smart guy. And he was trying to help me. Yeah. So I don't want to make fun too much of it. He was trying to protect you from yourself, he, essentially. He was trying to protect yeah. me from myself. Just don't do it. And I heard Peter talking about the, the experience and saying that you guys have, would have to do a table read of each episode. Yes, And there'd be all right. these Fox executives right. and the numbers would dwindle each week. Right, we were talking about that. Yes, that's right. Because we had to... We had to um, Telecast. I don't know what you even call it. Stream, basically. The, the I don't know if it was Skype or something. It was some ISDN line to California. So we'd and it was on a seven second delay. <laughs> so you just bomb, and then go into the straight line, and then you hear. <laughs> 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 and then and every week there'd be less people and then finally there was like one guy but it was the same guy who'd been in the back corner of the room the whole time 
you know, just doing his own thing. So he was still in the back corner of the room, just doing his own thing. You, you know, he was just as disengaged as he was the first time. And there's a moment uh, in one of the later episodes where Peter, as the Arab Sheikh, does an Alan Alder impression. It was, yes. that, it was that point where they had just given up on the yeah. show. <laughs> well, like also, that's, that was a really strange thing because it, nobody knew. Peter, it was like we better we better help Peter's career at this point. Let's <laughs> let people know how versatile Peter is. He's an amazing mimic. Uh, yeah, he yeah. is an amazing yeah. mimic. His Kevin Spacey is crazy. I've never heard like, of Kevin Spacey. People that you oh, would I think oh, I have, I have, yeah. you can't do an impression of. Mm. Hello. Yeah. He flattens out. Mm. I can't do it. <laughs> it's pretty good. But it's, I'm doing him doing it. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, you were talking about the, uh, you know, taking that executive's advice to not go for an interesting twists yeah. or things you find funny. Uh, and yeah. you clearly ignored it for season four of Rest Development because you got well, to they some... Weren't I wasn't given that. You weren't, obviously, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Um, you go to some pretty dark places with some of the characters. There, there is a, a, a thread of pedophiliac uh, yeah, <laughs> accusations yeah. running through the show that I don't imagine you would have got away with on a network but show. No more than is out there in the regular. No, it's funny. It's it's actually true. I don't know if we would have been able to do that. Not, we lived with that joke for so long that by the time it came time to shoot it, I got really spooked. Mm. It was just always the funniest thing to us that okay, and it sounds funny too. Sudden Valley, which is the, the housing development that the Blues have built. It's just this unsuccessful housing development. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's not, you know, and it becomes this haven for sex offenders because, you know, it's not near any parks or post offices or schools. There's no Internet. There's no, you know, you can't be. Inter- so I was like, oh, that's great. What a great karma for Sudden yeah. Valley to end up as this haven for sex offenders. I love the uh, the reveal as well uh, in the second George Michael episode where you think initially the guys falling <laughs> yes. over him are his employees. They're his employees. Because we even say, like, <laughs> they enjoyed being in his company. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very British joke, actually, you know, like, <laughs> company. Um, and, uh, and But it's true. We shot it and I got a little spooked. Like, no, this is funny. This is funny. And, and, and Michael Sarah thinks it's hilarious, too. So that's, oh, we're fine. And then really about, I don't know if this was a story out here, but right about two weeks before we aired there was a big story about this guy in Arizona who'd kidnapped all these women and they escaped at 26 years old and you know Mm. and I got really spooked and in post we started like ameliorating like crazy (laughs) like really it was like because we had my favorite thing was going to be this idea of this little boy running and jumping in the pool when he came up they're all gone (laughs) like the guys are just all these all these pedophiles in the pool little boy jumps in when he comes up they're all gone so I really went out of my way to have Ron explain you know, they moved out. They, <laughs> that he was more of a threat to them than they were to him. Like it's just. <laughs> but when you're writing this stuff, you go, "Oh, it's just made up. Yeah. It's okay. Well, let's just pretend." <laughs> but of course, an audience doesn't watch it as just pretend. That's the whole point of being entertained by something. You you suspend disbelief. People were very upset that George Michael punched Michael. Mm. And it, you know, I was like, "But it's just pretend." It's your Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it's your it's your cliffhanger. Exactly. I mean, how right. are you going to resolve this? This, yeah. is, this is, I punched my father. This is, this is huge. Really Do you have a resolution? Some, you should probably you should, should have given that some thought. I will say that when, when we did it, I was very aware. I mean, it really struck me as real, even though I'm joking about it. And I was looking at these guys and I loved it because I was thinking, wow, this is that thing in a family that would never go away. You know, you would see your father 20 years later. I mean, you'd see him uh, along the way, but just even 20 years later, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry about the. No, 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 no. Listen, it's forgotten. It's forgotten. Mm. The number of times in your life you'd have to say, hey, it's forgotten, because it wouldn't be forgotten. Mm. So, yeah. I have to ask, because uh, we asked on Twitter for some reader questions. Oh, good. Okay. Over half of them 
uh, were what happened to Franklin? <laughs> where is that? Where is that little guy? Well, it's funny. Uh, we did have a Franklin plot. He's still. It's still yet to come. There are two big absences in the show. One is Franklin, and one is the banana stand. Hmm. And I didn't realize the marketing was going to be banana stand heavy. Hmm. Yeah. Whole, every time I'd see, they'd set up a banana stand in the states. They set one up in New York. They they moved it around. And it they had one here. You're like, guys, oh, Peter Falls yeah. house instead. Yeah. Sex banana house. I think people have lined up. That's great. Gray. That's great. Get a T-shirt. That's not a banana. That's um, great. Oh no. So, but no, but it actually is in there in an invisible way it is purposely the, the banana stand is purposely absent and it comes up later in the plot and uh franklin uh we just didn't get him in there but we have a plot for him but so it, huh? also i kind of felt like uh it's gonna be great be a hits. spin-off they're doing a soul goodman spin-off franklin solving franklin. crimes moving on up <laughs> does, does will ever improvises franklin and does he ever scare you when he do, if he does no i always liked um will's franklin though because it was it was not a typical it wasn't like somebody doing a black guy it was this uh, it was this other thing like it was this really weird thing and um <laughs> and then at one point when franklin turned white he went british which <laughs> makes no sense that the character upset would look at his hand and then say you've ruined the act chope <laughs> It's no sense. I just remember the crash zoom into Franklin's face. <laughs> when it was like, we, we oh, manufactured that because I was in post and I realized, oh, there's this great joke. Uh, we had to manufacture it. The guy says, you know, there's this moment where they're trying to sneak onto the, into the place, into the penthouse or something, and the guard stops them and he looks in the car. And so we did this fake zoom in on George Sr. and then on one on Job. And then, yes, one on Franklin, <laughs> which is basically like zooming in on a guy's hand. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> so uh, we've got to let go and mention a second, but how far in advance have you plotted? Have you plotted to the end of season five or the movie? Or? Well, yes. I mean, I, I've definitely plotted the macro things, um, but, you know, so much of it you discover not only in the writing, but once it's on the set. Like mm. this last series, I had so, so plotted out. And yet every day... You know, I would get on the set and I'd have to go, oh, wait, wait, we forgot to wrap this up. Let's do it here. Let's do it in this scene. So, yeah, we have a lot of a lot of the stuff. But not, also, I don't have a lot of the stuff. Hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of, I've yet to discover. And if you did season five, would you do it the same format? Character, no. character episodes or would you go back to the original No, I format? think, I mean, one of the reasons I want to do a movie next is because I, we've got to have all the characters together. Yeah. I mean, by the nature of the story... And the and the fact that the actors all had other gigs, we had to do this kind of separated anthology idea. But from here on in, it's like the family comes together, and that really was always the idea that there's this murder that takes place, there's a trial, and the family who's just said the hell with you to everybody has got to come back together. Even though the joke of the series has always been Michael has to come back, now he's got to come back. Okay. Yeah. Unlike me. To this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you it'll put be much a training nicer. order out in a building. Is <laughs> yeah, first. I know. No, it's a great place. I don't know why I'm making this joke. Next it's time you come back, it won't be gray. That guy won't be rubbing your leg all the way through the interview. What's that's, that about? That's, that's not part of the thing. Yeah, yeah I no. was going to say. We, I was waiting for that's someone our, to acknowledge him. That's our editor. He gets okay. <laughs> he's wonderful. He's a little touchy. What a nice guy. He's touchy. Uh, no, he's definitely touchy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a problem. Says, no, we 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 we, uh, we like it. It's good. It's yeah. good. And so in lieu of a pay rise, it's, yeah. it's what we get around here. So. He doesn't make eye contact. Hello, you. <laughs> look. Hello, you. See that? <laughs> Gotta look away. I think that's a good note in which to end. Mitch yeah. Herbert, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank oh, you pleasure much, for me. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks.